0: Hello again, everybody.
1: So last week, I had a couple of updates for you. And I want to go into a little bit more detail on one of them. But first, if you listen to the episode of hot takes and deep dives that I dropped in the feed last week, and if you are a lover or hater of the L word or somewhere in between like me, you simply have to check out this week's episode of that podcast. So Last week, Jess interviewed the creator of the L Word, Eileen Chakin. And this week, she interviews the L Word Generation Q showrunner, Marja Lewis Ryan. And it is wild. It set L Word Twitter on fire when it came out, and it truly derailed my day, mostly because I'm unwell and care about the L Word discourse too much. But please check it out and remember to subscribe. Uh, And when I say it derailed my day, hold on. It's in the best way possible. Okay. Anyway, check it out. Uh, Subscribe. Give just a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for doing the lesbian lords work out there. I'm ready to petition the Glad Award Committee uh, over this one. It is juicy. And speaking of the L Word and Gen Q, like, on one hand, Melody and I were bummed to not get to host the official L Word watch parties in New York like we did last season, because that was so much fun. And we got to meet so many of you. And I mean, it was wild. Like There were dream come true moments with the cast coming in for those and everything. Uh, but in watching this new season, I think it was probably for the best for our mental health that we didn't. Because each pre-show involved a lot of watching and re-watching and re-watching. And I I don't think that would have been good for, for anybody, honestly. But out to each their own. Who am I to yuck somebody's yum? Okay, uh, last week, I mentioned my continuing crusade to get more of you to watch A League of Their Own on Amazon Prime. And while we are still awaiting news on that show's fate, this week, we did get the season three trailer or sneak peek for another queer show, Yellow Jackets. Now, Obviously, it's not as queer as A League of Their Own, but in so many ways, it's very queer. Uh, And that's why the episode that we're re-releasing today is featuring uh, the actors from the show, Liv Hewson and Jasmine Savoy, who play the teen queer couple on the show, That was a really fun interview for us. So I hope you enjoy either listening to it for the first time or re-listening to it because you probably uh, forgot a lot of the fun things that they had to say about the show. And that would be great to listen to before the new season of Yellow Jackets comes back, I think in March. Also, remember, if you haven't done so already, you can check out tons of unreleased episodes that Melody and I have recorded over on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash out, we have extended interviews with past guests, uh, but mostly we have conversations about the more personal aspects of our lives that we might not want out on this main feed. Okay, the last thing I'm going to talk about is some of you have reached out to me over last week's announcement that I'm starting a new podcast, wanting some details. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it right now, because I'm going to need some of you. Um, A lot of you might be familiar with a live show that I've been producing over the past year called Loves a Pitch. It's my queer dating show that I put on in Brooklyn, and it's honestly the most fun I have during a show. I have so much fun putting this on. It's so silly. It's so chaotic. I love it. And I thought, what if I turn that into a podcast? So it's going to be very different than the live show, but basically, it's a queer matchmaking show. And I want people who are single or who are poly or non monogamous, anybody who's like looking for love or lust or future heartbreak, whatever you are looking for, I'm interested in learning more about you and seeing if you'll be a good fit for this. So basically, I'm looking for. For people who want to be on a podcast, who think they'd be a good podcast guest, who would be entertaining to talk to, who uh, will pitch themselves to the audience, which is tons of queer folks, and I'm being uh, very open and inclusive of different genders and sexualities, just not looking for like cis hetero pairings because. I'm not about the straight agenda, you know. So if that sounds interesting to you, you'll do a little pitch. I'll have some follow-up questions. We'll talk about uh, love and desire and dating in the queer community. I think it's going to be a really good time. I'm so excited for it. Excited for you all to listen. And even if you're not single, you can listen. It's going to be all about the things that make the queer community what we are, the way we connect with each other. And I think some really cool and special things are going to come out of it. And hopefully some, you know, queer love will be brewing. So if you're interested in applying to be on the show, you can head over to my Instagram account at TGI Carolyn, and I will have a link there in my bio for you to go and fill out the submission form. And also the next live show for Loves a Pitch is going to be in Brooklyn at Come On Everybody on February 9th, right before Valentine's Day. So save the date on that. And you can also fill out the submission form if you're interested in being on that live show and I'll follow up with you. So what are you waiting for? Uh, Tell your friends about it. And I'm so excited for all of you to join me on this journey. All right, enjoy this reissued episode of Diking Out.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th it's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever.
3: The Winter
4: Olympics just feel gay in general to me. I don't... It's the finger skating. It's the, yeah. skating. It's it the, the skating. It's the It is
2: the skating. And the jackets. And, it's the yeah.
0: jackets.
4: It's, <laughs> it's mostly the
2: finger skating.
0: I'm ducking out. You're ducking out. Let's <laughs> duck out together. See what it's all.
1: Hi, and welcome to Dyking Out, a podcast that wants to remind you to check your lover's pulse before setting them on a funeral pyre. I'm Carolyn Bergier. So important. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with actors Jasmine
4: Savoy and Liv Hewson about the homo schedule. And if you didn't understand Carolyn's opening line, you've got some yellow jackets to catch up on.
1: You must. You must watch it. Uh, so... So good. And we'll talk about it in addition to talking all about the homo schedule and what that is and why you should all know about it. But first, we are begging of you, please leave us a belated Valentine love letter in the form of an Apple podcast review. Five stars. It helps people find us. It's a good deed for the queer community. Dare I say it's on the homo schedule. It sure is. Uh, also, you can join our Patreon now with Discord. We love Discord. We Today, we're talking about uh, Oscar-nominated movies that we're watching. I watched The Lost Daughter on Netflix. Still got to see that. Highly recommend. And I will very quickly say that there, there are some queer undertones to it and you keep being like, is this going to get gay? So a lot of um, queer suspense we will say and other kinds of suspense. And finally,
4: we will be back at Stonewall, February 28th. That is the last Monday of the month for our comedy show.
1: Yes. Keep an eye out on Instagram for our lineup and our link to ticket sales. It sold out pretty fast last time. So They go fast. Yeah, make sure you're following us at Diking Out where we will have that. Turn on notifications for our posts. Try that. Yes.
4: Because I feel like we're shadow banned. Because yeah. of our name or something. The engagement makes no I sense know. for the following. Yes. Um something's I know. up. Turn on post notifications. I don't know. Like a post, comment on a post. Just engage. I'm. I'm trying to see something.
1: I stop writing the word dyke on things just because I'm so yeah. like. I, I've been following, of course, uh, queer sex therapy, and mm-hmm. they like won't even write sex. You know anything With like that? Three, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I need to start talking in code. Yeah. Anyway, Melody. anyway,
4: Carolyn. You He know, yeah, goes again. first.
1: Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. You didn't do, do it. it. Oh. Ro- okay, okay. Rock, hey,
4: paper, scissors. Okay.
1: Rock, paper, scissors.
4: Okay. We both,
1: okay, okay. Paper? both paper. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Don't slow down. Shoot. <laughs> I win. Oh, you win. Okay. Does that Apparently, mean you ask? <laughs>
4: yeah. That means I ask you. Okay. And you go first. Oh, what's the gayest thing you did this
1: week? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It was that the only Olympic content that I've watched so far is Nathan Chen winning the gold medal in men's figure skating. (sighs) I don't even know much about him, his sexuality. I don't know. But watching it was very gay. He skated to Elton John. and Rocket man. but when it switched to Benny and the Jets, I don't need the twirls. I just needed the attitude yes. of him skating to Benny and the Jets delivered me to gay heaven. I loved it. I I want that like on a loop playing everywhere in my house. Just it brought uh, me so tell much me joy.
4: It. He so much joy is the best skater in the world. Um, yes, and. He has those dance breaks in the middle of his routines that are so much fun. And I'm loving watching him. I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast that I figure skated as a kid. (laughs) Have I talked about this? No. Okay. So classic immigrant parents. My dad signed me up for everything was like, and you're going to get good and you're going to get a scholarship and we're going to get out of this. So I took private figure skating lessons for years, um, starting in um, well when I was like really small, but that was like group lessons. And then I s- yeah. switched to private lessons in the third or fourth grade. And I used to go to the skating rink before school. My mom would wake me up by sprinkling water on my face before the sun rose and she would drive me to the rink and I would take private lessons with my coach <laughs> And then I would go to elementary school and then I would have like some group lessons or I'd go to the rink to like practice after school. And then my dad would pick me up. That was babysit. That was their babysitting, I guess. Wow. But that
1: is crazy. I didn't know that you were that hardcore into it. I was obsessed
4: with figure skating and I was especially obsessed with Tara Lipinski. And she's commentating on the current She always does on figure skating. So it's so fun listening to her um, get really excited, just remembering how excited I used to be watching her. And also Scott Hamilton, he's not um, doing it with her live, that's Johnny Weir, but he's um, analyzing the figure skating. And I had this realization over the week that Scott Hamilton was my Ring of Keys moment. And we talk about Ring of Keys moments in the interview. Yeah. So it all came together because he was one of the most flamboyant skaters at the time. Right. And I remember just like watching those in awe. Um, So... Fabulous. Such like loud prints, such like big gay movements. Yeah. Um I
1: used to be so into it back then. And I also had um one of my best friends was really into figure skating and also looked a lot like Tara Lipinski ooh. and was getting to a, a level where she could have been competing and then just switched to focus all on cheerleading. But anyway, yeah. Um counting. Crazy. It. Yeah. But now I'm I'm so disconnected to it. So I'm glad that. Um, The one thing I did watch so far was Nathan Chen. I should watch more, but uh, anyway. It's it's a lot. What's your gayest thing?
4: Okay. As you know, I was in Miami over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Our last day there, we purposely booked a late flight coming back, really maxed out the weekend. So Sunday night, our flight back was at 7.30. So we spent the day at the pool at the beach getting a lot of sun getting a lot of dehydration um mm. i did not drink enough water okay i will own that um this all culminated in um me very thirsty approaching the airport my water bottle i forgot to dump it so that got thrown out i was like okay when i get to the plane i will get water right away it was just like i'm so thirsty i'm so thirsty right as i'm walking up to my seat i see the woman next to me it was a two person row um she's apologizing to me as i'm approaching her i'm like why is she saying sorry already like what's going on and then i saw that um she was um like a larger woman i've certainly been there um where like in the past, I've needed like seatbelt extenders like and um, it was at the point where like she needed some of my seat. And as we know, I fell down the stairs. I have this like big bruise. It was like we were crushed next to each other. Like we couldn't have the armrest down. And I was OK with it. She was so nice. Her name was Sandy. She was coming from her grandfather's funeral in Honduras. Oh we gosh. were like talking. She was crying. We were bonding. But I was like quite literally like smushed. um, And I didn't want to be rude and ask the flight attendant if I could move my seat. Um, So I kind of like sucked it up and was like, Counting down the minutes until the flight landed because I was getting more and more right. short of breath. I was dehydrated. The drink still hadn't come. I was towards the back end of the plane. Like it wasn't, I was going to be the last person to get water. I start to feel more and more dizzy. And I uh, finally excused myself to go to the bathroom to like catch my breath. And then I vomit. And <gasps> then I, but like barely could because I was so dehydrated. And then I, I'm trying to make my way back to my seat. And that's when everything starts to get really dizzy. I start to like black I'm um, no. like, I walk past our row and Allie's like, babe, babe, screaming for me because I look like a zombie because I just apparently was going straight for the flight attendant. And all I managed to do is smack the back of a flight attendant and say, I really need water uh, before I faint. <gasps> and right before I hit the ground. Sandy scoops me up and cradles me. (laughs) Um, And luckily there was an EMT medic two rows behind us and she was able to help. Like they gave me a bunch of orange juice and cookies and revived me and Sandy uh, switched seats with Allie so she could be next to me. Um, What's the gayest thing about that? Um, I have to say, first of all, apparently I'd rather die than hurt a woman's feelings (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> first that and then second the only thing I remember as things are going black and I'm about to like hit the floor is Allie letting out the biggest bet Tina <laughs> scream just babe melody no like I'm overreacting I mean she thought I like she thought I was dead. I don't know. She was freaking well, out. Scary. But the way yeah. she was screaming, babe and melody echoing through the plane was just so Lward to me. And also, <laughs> am I making this up? Did Bet scream Tina like that at one point? Or is that something we always attribute to the character? No, 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 no. Okay. It's,
1: it's season two, episode one. Um, yeah. Okay. It, Tina's the, the leaving original. the house with her stuff, and Beth's trying to like convince her to stay because she's already broken up with Candace. And then, as Tina like is kind of like "fuck you," Beth and walks out. And yeah. she like takes a beat, and Tina. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: Allie immediately. Do you like how I know exactly what episode, yeah. Then I <laughs> could like,
1: count on you for that.
4: I didn't Google it. I was like, she'll let me know. Yeah, on the spot. Bravo. <laughs> but the, I don't know is there there's something queer but I was like I'd rather die yeah. than make this woman uncomfortable. For sure.
1: Right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
4: Wow. I love Sandy. She rubbed my back from she got moved to the row behind me. She rubbed my back the entire time.
1: Sandy is an ally. She's an uh, angel. Sandy sounds like a sweetie, an ally, and also if you want to hear the rest of the story of Melody's trip to Miami, which you still had a good time. I still managed to have a good time. That's not even all the craziest odds. story. That's not even the craziest story. Um, because I was trying to hold in my scream, my own screams mm-hmm. uh, from the stories you were telling on our Patreon episode. Um, you can get an additional episode every week mm-hmm. on Patreon. It's a doozy. For just five bucks a month. And it goes yeah. a long way to help us make this podcast. All right. Well, this episode, so excited. Uh, just thrilled, thrilled. As soon as I saw the tweet announcing Most Presents, the Homo Schedule podcast, I immediately reached out and said, we must get these actors So on. fast
4: you reached out.
1: Yes. Yellow Jackets was just wrapping up. So, today we are diking out with actors Jasmine Savoy and Liv Hewson about most presents the homo schedule. You may know them better as Thais and Van, the queer teen couple from Showtime's Yellow Jackets. Liv also starred in Santa Clarita Diet, and Jasmine is also known for her roles in the new Scream movie and The Leftovers. But you've seen them both in so much more, even if you haven't seen Yellow Jackets, just Google their beautiful faces and you will recognize them. Uh, They host this new podcast that we're going to talk about. Let's get into it. Wow. Jasmine and Liv, thank you so much for joining us today. We are thrilled to have you both here. Thanks thank for you. having us.
2: We really hate each other's company. So this did take some convention.
1: <laughs> can't stand right. each other. Yeah. Do you like each other more or do you hate each other more over Zoom or in person? Um, in person. Yeah. In person. Unbearable. Liv. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Avoid at all costs. Bad. bad guest, bad company.
3: Yep. Yeah, just zero stars. <laughs> zero,
4: <laughs> rude. I can't get over how clean you both look. Um, right. After finishing yellow jackets, <laughs> oh, I was like, "What the? F- what are you talking about?" Can I cuss on
2: this podcast? Yes, please. What yes. the
4: fuck are you talking about? I haven't showered in two days. Oh my god, I'm not seeing any visible dirt. It's yep. it's lovely um to see you both. <laughs> no doubt no
1: blood
2: yeah live actually right. has their face intact that's nice mm-hmm. yeah
1: right <laughs> well let's just get right into it melody i think you have a question for our guest today burning
4: question for the two of you respectively okay. what is the gayest thing you did this week before we get into anything else
2: had sex with a woman there you go <laughs> that's the gayest thing i did this
4: week.
2: Yep. that was my first day yeah <laughs> thank you when we started I mean,
4: doing this segment
2: <laughs> yeah should i come up with something a little less obvious <laughs> i i shot my next music video which was very gay oh and well do you want to keep it a secret
4: me yeah i think so i mean orange wine was pretty gay too. orange wine was pretty gay is this it, next it next even gayer it's even gayer it's, oh, yeah jasmine oh, likes yeah. to set
2: the bar
3: for herself and then just jump over it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i find that fun for some reason like you already made the hottest video of 2022 <laughs> like so early in the year Thank how you. do you even follow that up
2: <laughs> you know violet bean is one of my best friends she's also a homo she's a bi a bi i like to say yes um which by the way oh well, that's what i was gonna say about bi people
1: all women with blue hair are bi prove me wrong yes yes try you know that makes sense because people keep asking if I'm gonna do any other colors than uh pink they're like what about blue I'm like I can't you can't it'd be appropriating bi culture and (laughs) things change.
2: And and it's only for the bi women but anyway Violet and I are both um gays and very sex positive and we just like to fuck around and have fun and so um that's just what orange wine was which is us being gay and having fun and that's what the next one will be is us being gay and having fun and
1: just want to keep doing that with my friends so much fun. I'm not sure if this is inappropriate to say, but I immediately added the song to my sex playlist. right. That's so cool. I have to stop whatever I'm doing and put this on the sex playlist. I know you're not
4: the only one. Oh, that makes me so right. happy. <laughs> wow.
1: But then, but then it's always weird because I do have a bunch of music from past guests, and then when it comes on, I'm like, but I have talked to them before. <laughs> like, this is weird that I'm hearing their voice. No, it's not voice. weird. It's not okay. weird at all. Okay. Thank you for it. letting me know it's not weird. Good. I, I, I have your consent. I consent
2: to you fucking to my voice.
1: Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, let me get my wife over here. No. Yeah. Um, Liv. <laughs> What's the gayest thing that you did this week? I went and did like a little uh, guest spot on a television
3: show, which I, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about yet, but it was a lot of fun. But I, I realized after my costume fitting that I needed to shave my armpits because I was playing somebody <laughs> who wouldn't have armpit hair, which is totally fine. She just wouldn't. So I had to go home and... um Quickly, like the night before shooting, like buy a razor and like shave my armpits. You don't even have days. a razor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I didn't that. own one. I did not so own gay. one. That's amazing. And then he I realized goals. that the last time I had shaved my armpits was years ago, and it was also for a job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just like, oh shit, God, this person would not have. Hit. Oh fuck, I have to figure this out. So that was pretty gay. I thought.
2: Yeah, that's pretty gay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
2: All I'm right. I'm impressed. I'm
3: impressed that you don't own a razor. I did I you throw now. it away? Oh, <laughs> I had to go to um, Rite Aid and get one. But now I guess it's in my house if I have guests who need one. Nice.
1: (laughs) Well, since you both have a a podcast and you ask your guests uh, a lot of questions, we ask all our guests what's the the gayest thing. But we're curious, after hearing your guests answer uh, their Ring of Key moments, what's your Ring of Key moment?
3: Do you have one, Jess?
2: Yeah, I remember sharing one with you and Leo. Yeah. And that just hasn't come out yet. But I've been trying to think if I have... Okay, so two come to mind. That one, which is I was in elementary school. And I was in the Oregon Children's Choir. Hey, because I was so good even when nice. I was little. I don't know, but it was like actually kind of a big deal. It was very prestigious. Like kids from all over would audition. And it was really cool. And we had a summer break. And then we came back for our next rehearsal. And my friend Lindsay's dad was now... Lindsay's mom and came to drop her off and I had never seen a trans woman before and I'd never seen someone so beautiful before and I just instantly felt this 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 drawing toward her and this like recognition even though there was nothing similar I'm this little black girl this is a full grown white woman but the the shared and I and I wasn't I wasn't I didn't know yet that I was gay there, I didn't know anything but there was this familiarity and that was one of the first moments I really felt like I was seeing myself in someone else and had that little gay tingle as Natalie Morales calls it and then the other <laughs> thing that comes to mind is third fourth grade t-ball practice my teacher bent over and I saw her boobs <laughs> and I was That'll delighted <laughs> and I got the little gay tingle <laughs> that will do it i remember telling my mom even because i i think there's just all these feelings i hadn't felt and i didn't know what they were and i was just and so i like turned it into like anger and was like i saw her boobs when she bent over and my mom said something like well yeah like should have worn a tighter shirt or something didn't think anything of it but inside i was coming alive and dying at the same time
1: Were you nervous around them afterwards after you'd seen their boobs? Oh yeah, and I just like
2: just wanted to see them more. I probably came <laughs> up with excuses for her to have to like bend down at my desk and I like, get and stuff again. <laughs> You're just spilling stuff all over yeah. her shirt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was totally nervous. Oh, so many teacher
4: crushes, my god! So many teacher crushes. Was it the classic? art, English. It's always like the humanities oh, teachers. Yeah. Why is
2: that? And they, <laughs> yeah. She always wears like a long dress and has a lot of necklaces.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's because humanities teachers are the teachers that tell you about feelings. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They talk That's talk, a good talk point. to you That's about it.
0: how things make you feel, which make you
3: think about how things make you feel. Right. Yeah. Math makes me feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a crush on my high school English teacher, but I, I adored her because she was, she was very empowering. And I think like arts and drama and English teachers' art do have, like, a very empowering role in a lot of kids' lives, especially queer kids because it's just, like, here's mm. here's a bunch of avenues in which to express yourself and I'm interested in what you think and I want to, I want to like, study people with you and see how you feel about that, you know. that's That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to hear your answer, though. I
2: don't think I ever have.
3: Your no, I don't really know that I have one. I was really attached to, like, folk stories and mythology when I was a kid and like um like re- like old old fairy stories and I, I think there was something about that that I was drawn to in a, in a ring of keys ish way like reading about you know mythical creatures and like gods and just like oh you know here's 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 a shapeshifter like here's somebody who lives outside of society and is like mysterious and respected but also feared and like here's somebody who turns into a tree and here's someone who's not really a man and not really a woman and then maybe these two are in love but you know they're both men you know just like shades shades of more complex gender and sexuality expressions in like old stories stories that were like older than me but also older than like the the country I was growing up in there's some something about that that I was really drawn to and still am and I was always fascinated by like the images that we keep coming back to culturally over time and like the stories we keep telling each other over and over. And like maybe there's a place for me in those. I, I think that was important to me when I was
1: young. Wow. I love that seeing too. yourself in a story. Yeah, I was I was really
3: looking, that's for sure.
1: Maybe that's why you're <laughs> a
2: storyteller now. Maybe.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: womp, womp, womp.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we
3: have an active
4: listenership. And we have a Patreon community. When they found out we were talking to you, we do have to get some of their questions out. Yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> I love it. It.
1: their questions, their
4: questions. Um, yeah. We <laughs> had no involvement. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean. We have a lot of Santa Clarita fans,
1: too. Oh, um, really? We we thought it was going to be all Yellow Jacket questions and a bunch of people right off the bat, what's going on with Santa Clarita? What is coming back? (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. Rabid fans. People love that show. Even my family group
2: chat is now basically a Santa Clarita diet group chat. And every other day, my (laughs) uncle or my mom record the TV of a funny scene of Liv. I'm not kidding. And they send
3: it. They send a recording of their TV. People love you. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. Oh my god. They really I do. loved that. I loved working on that show. That was such a special job.
1: And okay, going to yellow jackets, were you surprised at all about like how big the yes. um, reception was to it? I was. I very much was.
2: Anything I'm in, I just assume is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that actor thing. I'm like, well, I'm in it. It's gonna be a flop. Okay, we gotta work on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on it. really. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's a thing. And then it was the first season show, so we didn't know what it was, and that's always scary, right? So I was just expecting it to be—I don't know—a show. I wasn't expecting it to be a phenomenon. It's pretty cool, right. that That's happening.
3: We've we've talked about this a little bit, and I I remember feeling like because Jasmine's right that like the first season you're making something you don't you don't know what it's going to end up looking like or how it's going to come together. And I really remember this feeling of like, oh, if we if we pull this off, I think this is going to be really good. Like if we if if like the tone comes together and like it and and the edit is really good. And like if if everything lines up exactly the way we want it to, then then I think this is going to be really good. But I, I, I hope I hope it comes together. okay. so it was lovely kind of like watching it. As, a, as an audience member in that way and being like, Oh, c- great. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It's good. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Great. 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 Okay. Great.
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah.
1: And we never got to see the older cast. No, we didn't
2: get to see what That's they were what doing.
1: That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't know anything about like that timeline of the story. We read the script. Yeah.
3: We okay. saw them at, we saw them at, uh, like on zoom over mm-hmm. uh, over zoom for table reads and stuff. And like, we knew what was happening in the show, but we were never on set with them. So we never got to see, what those scenes were like. It was two different shows. It's two television Mm -hmm. shows. So we got to watch that one as well as ours. Yeah. And that was really
2: cool because those ladies
3: killed it. Oh, man. Icons.
2: It's annoying, actually, that we're shooting in two different timelines. So I can say I'm on a show with Melanie Linsky, but I can't say I've worked with Melanie Linsky, and that really annoys me. I
1: know. It's so funny, isn't it? I mean, speaking of the present day characters, hypothetically, this is all hypothetical, Mm -hmm. present day, if Van is alive, who would you want to play them? And both of you can answer this.
3: Oh, you know, I've been asked this a fair bit over the course of like press for Yellow Jackets. And I don't I don't know why I don't have a better answer for that question now. Like it, it just never occurred to me to think of anybody because I one of my favorite things about this job in general is like how often you get to be surprised Mm -hmm. and I I, you know I the more I think about it the more I'm like if if they if man does survive and if if they cast an adult version of her I don't want to know who they're thinking about until they tell me who it is you know I would I would love if it was like okay so here she is right
2: just because you like a surprise or why
3: I, I do I like a surprise and also I I don't think I know how to like objectively read myself the best you know? I hear that. Mm. Yeah, it's like me going everything I'm in is a flop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I would have the best idea as to who should play an adult version of a character I'm playing because I think I'm too close to it. That makes sense. And I would say too, like I never would
2: have thrown out Tawny for me because I did not know who she was. And mm, right, I think that's right. something really exciting. She also would never have thrown out me because she didn't know who I was. There's something really exciting about for lack of a better phrase, lesser known talent, stepping into these roles, because it gives someone a new platform, but then also is refreshing to the audience, because we don't have a history that we're attaching to this person. So maybe whoever they cast as older Van, if Van survives, um, would be someone that most of us aren't familiar with. And I think that would be
3: really exciting. Yeah, that would honestly be so sick. Mm hmm. And then also, like, it, on the other side of that coin, sometimes my friends will text me and be like, what if it's Julia Stiles? And then I'll burst into tears. You know, like. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. I just. Gotta go. I can't even process it. Holy shit! So I don't know what's gonna happen.
2: So either Julia Stiles or someone no one knows. Those are the uh, options.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the glory of this show. It's it's two different shows. It has
3: something forever And there's new talent. There's old favorites. It's just uh, mm-hmm. so robust. And I have to keep bringing myself back down to earth too, because I'll I'll get carried away thinking about that, and then I'll remind myself that they. Could kill me. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I'm surviving, so I can't get my hopes up too much. Do yeah. you have a feeling? Like, do you
2: have uh, predictions or theories? Because at this point, I'm theorizing just with everyone on Reddit, and I have all kinds of theories. Because we don't actually know.
4: That's what yeah. I was wondering. How you, if you dive into those?
3: Oh, <laughs> those it's Reddit so forums. All I think all of us, to varying degrees, like dip our toes in a little bit. Like some of us check in on like the audience more than others, but like we'll we'll text each other funny mm-hmm. shit. They'll be fine. There's some wild shit there. <laughs> the yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I don't I don't do much theorizing myself because I've just I, I've just like accepted that the writers aren't going to tell us anything. God, they really <laughs> right. are Right. But and like mm-hmm. so much of um like Van's journey I would never never have been able to predict when we were filming like episodes 1 and 2, right. you know. So it's like I they could they could do anything with me. I really?
2: think I think and this is truly all theorizing. Here's one of my theories. Van's going to die, but not until like right before i mean right before the girls get rescued and it'll be like drowning Mm. because that's like the opposite of the fires survives all these fires and then like i don't know drowns
3: how sad would that be oh oh, yeah yeah no i can see it like we're talking like helicopter blades audibly (laughs) like Like they're (laughs) coming
2: and then like i don't know what happens but van drowns
1: Uh,
3: can you imagine
1: (laughs) that prediction's making me emotional the longer the show goes
3: on people are just like okay so (laughs) what
1: are we doing (laughs) yeah god
2: i want to tell you guys another theory that i have and then i'll stop yes yes, please i think that i don't actually think there is an older lottie i know Hmm. that they go who the fuck is lottie matthews i think that it's similar to like how people talk about jesus or talk about buddha like if someone comes to your door can i tell you about jesus christ they're talking as if this man is alive he's not mm. they're in a cult and they worship this person i think it's similar like that's the cult of lottie but she actually died out there and maybe she's the person who falls in the pit but they're gonna like make us think mm-hmm. that that's not the case and then like midway through the season we'll find out she did die and these people are just crazy and like living on in her honor that's my theory yeah. that's a good one thank you that's a good honestly one. lottie is pit girl okay because mm-hmm. um, no one would see that coming one except you except me except i saw it coming (laughs) but no one else was coming and then maybe whoever is antler queen gets passed around and there's not like a antler
3: queen at like shifts i don't know i don't know i'm just saying we we i think we'll find out though i'm pretty sure we're gonna hit that pit scene next season i think i think so i saw them talking about it
2: i think so too yeah it's fun it's fun to be a fan of the show that we're making it's kind of a trip actually
3: right it's such a fun show to be a fan of. It's funny thinking about now, like, the way we would talk to each other. Because even, even during filming season one, like, we weren't told each other's plot lines in advance. We would get the episodes as they were being written and finished and released. Okay. So as we were filming, we were theorizing with each other all the time as mm-hmm. we were doing it. We, like, text each other being like, does anyone have pink Converse in their costume yet? Or, like, I think the symbol <laughs> means this. Or like, or, mm-hmm. what do you guys think the deal is with the bear? <laughs> like, just we, like, even <laughs> while we were making it we were fan theorizing about the show we were
4: in. God, that's so much fun, especially for two 90s kids. Carolyn and I love uh, to see the era. We were wondering, um, since you both are maybe a little younger than us and grew up in maybe a little bit more of an accepting time, what it was like to play queer teenagers in the 90s when things were a little different.
1: We did say um, recently that it, it was noticeable in the um, Doom's Coming episode how, when everybody kind of catches on that you're a couple, they're all like, yay, and smiley about it. And I'm like, I don't care if I was on a deserted island with my softball team if they saw me make it out with someone they would have all freaked out. I don't right. care if we've been there a year, <laughs> two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like in the 90s it was so ingrained in your head that like the last thing you wanted to be was like a lesbian. It was just yeah. so so bad but did that even come into play because it's also great to see like oh good i don't have to see people get hated on for being queer
3: they're not in society so
4: right, does it even matter right.
1: well that's exactly yeah. it
3: i think like i think a big part of that was like in my head anyway i thought it was like well they're a they're a girls soccer team like some of some if some of them have to know what lesbians are and then i think thematically for the show it's like we're, we're outside of the environment. That we grew up in that we've been soaking in like we don't really see in season one anyway we don't really see Ben and Thaisa having to deal with the um difficulties of being uh in high school in the 90s because we barely see them in high school in the 90s and that's true not all that together we know that they were keeping their relationship a secret but we never really saw them do that
2: but also to that point there's also not like a world where a bear just walks up and sacrifices itself or where there's like right. spirits <laughs> right. keeping a plane <laughs> on the ground. So I yeah. just was like, right. this is in this alternate version of reality
3: too where no one gives a shit in the 90s.
1: Right. If we can bend the rules, let's let's not make it homophobic. Exactly.
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe these two being gay is like the least of these girls' fucking worries right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. A beautiful thing.
4: Yeah. Right.
2: But it was very healing for the teenager in me who didn't get to didn't choose to didn't get to come out didn't get to go to homecoming with who I wanted to didn't get to tell my female crushes that I had crushes on them um so it was it was really healing and really cool to get to do that scene and to get to have the storyline and mesh it with 90s life and it was really fun
3: yeah I I came out in high school um but the the early 2000s and the early mid 2000s were, were pretty vicious. Like uh, it, bits of it were easier mm-hmm. and bits of it were harder, but I I don't think of it fondly, shall we say. Right.
1: And it all depends on where you grew up too. Yeah. You know, just yeah. even in the same state, two towns next to each other can have a wild different experience with Yeah. how cool or uncool people were about those about those things. But I, I would say in terms of the characters, I I did clock uh Van as being gay right away just because mm-hmm. they are the yes, goalie immediate. on the team. <laughs> um, she sure is. Can you confirm that goalie is the gayest position on a soccer team?
3: Well, I will I will say that when when they cast me as Van, I was not we never talked about it. Like, I wasn't I wasn't told that Van was a lesbian. Van's character description didn't include the word lesbian. But while we were filming the pilot, I personally, to myself, was like, this kid's fucking gay. Like, I, like, I, don't, <laughs> care. I don't care if this becomes a thing that they want to address in the show or not, but to me, this girl is absolutely a lesbian. And I thought to myself, I was like, she's the goalie and you've hired the me goalie. to do it and this is what she's like. So... Mm-hmm. This is what I've decided. And then it turns out that lined up perfectly with what they wanted to do. Later. Yes. <laughs> don't, I don't know for sure if they ever
2: planned on making us a couple. I don't know that they did. I don't know that they did either. Because we shot the pilot in late 2019 and then we picked up on episode two in June, May, June of 2021. So that's a good wow. year and a half. Wow and so now watching back on the pilot where we didn't really know each other we did Mm -mm. not know if our characters were together we just naturally in all of the scenes we kind of blocked them ourselves we would just naturally always be next to each other and we Mm -hmm. just would naturally improv and make jokes and some of that was caught on camera and so I can't help but wonder if they
3: were watching the pilot in the edit and went oh there's something between those two (laughs) I have a feeling that that's what happened. And it's funny like watching the pilot now, because I'm like, yeah, it's so yeah, obvious it's, that it there's is <laughs> but <laughs> right. at the time it's like me, Jasmine and I were had met and we're like making friends, making each other laugh. And like we're we just were sticking around on set.
0: <laughs> everybody totally was
3: like mucking around, figuring out what their characters were like and figuring out what the chemistry of the team was. And I rem- I do remember a little moment on the pilot to myself being like, I bet I bet Van thinks Thais is really cool. Like, I bet Aww. Like I bet they get on because there's something quite no nonsense about them both. Like I could see mm-hmm. them. I could. I was yeah. like, I bet these two get on. That's great. so sweet. Why does that make me want to cry a little bit? You know. <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Yeah. But we got to Vancouver to shoot the rest of the show, and one of the only things they told us about how the season was going to play out is they were like, okay, so you two, were, you two are gonna, you two are gonna be a thing, and uh, we're not gonna tell you anything else. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were just really jazzed like the set, They told us that and we were like, fucking sick Great, let's go That's when we started our homo stuff Homo stuff,
4: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love that You thought the character would think she was really cool Because that is like the genesis of every crush I had in high school yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so Like, true. wow She's very cool I really <laughs> like her vibe Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So true. Yeah.
1: One more like fan question um, about Scream before we really dive into the homo schedule because we want to get to it. But Scream, there's going to be a sequel. Jasmine, are are you in the sequel? Can you confirm? I can neither confirm nor deny. Ah. Nor deny. Okay. Can you you make a promise right here that if you are in the sequel, can you make it so that mid... Mindy and Sydney are gay. Is, is Sydney Prescott <laughs> Mindy and, and Sydney? Okay, but isn't Mindy like 16
2: or 17? Okay. I mean, by the time it comes out, she's, <laughs> she's 19.
1: In a world, yes, where the sequel is so many years in the future. Maybe there's time travel. Maybe there's time travel. Maybe there's and time Mindy travel. Mindy goes back to the original scream. Sure.
2: Yes. Yes. Let's have that be How the case. How do we make it happen? Or I think as long as Mindy's over, like, 25 than anything goes. I really think, like, over 25... age gap schmage gap but like
3: below that is a bit <laughs> well that yeah,
2: to
3: me yeah. personally you know your brain's your brain's done the microwave dings on your brain exactly <laughs> yeah by. yes you're old enough to actually know
2: what you're doing if you're dating someone 20 years older than you so sure in a world where it's you know several years in the future or several years in the past i will do my best
1: to make right, that happen right, right. for you guys okay thank wow, you thank you hello <laughs>
3: neve <Niamh. Yes. laughs> ring, ring. <laughs>
1: I, I was just crushed with the with the husband reveal. I'm like, oh, really I know. I think. I mean, yeah. But we never could saw. Could still him. be queer. Yeah. Yeah. She could still be queer. And she could still be queer and have a husband. Exactly. Fine. Yes. He could
2: be trans. Yeah. She could. Oh, And husband can mean anything these days. Exactly. exactly. We'll see what exactly. happens i did i freaked a lot of people out though i have google alerts for myself oh you
3: scared the shit out of some people i posted a picture of me
2: and mason and like because the sequel got announced i was like what if only one of us survives literally the amount of emails i'm getting (laughs) with articles about how i might have leaked that one of us dies when i don't even know if i'm in the movie
1: is actually really funny like i genuinely was just posting a caption and people are really upset about it Well, it was such a fun character, and as a OG Scream fan, um, like what a fun gig it was! It was really yeah. special. And <laughs> I've said this before; it's embarrassing,
2: but I had never seen Scream. I didn't know what it was when I auditioned. When I booked it, I didn't know until we a couple weeks into shooting. When I went, I should probably watch these movies, and then was that's like, so <laughs> oh, "That's so that's funny! Oh, so funny! A really big deal." I feel like that's just. Me, though, because had I watched them, I would have probably shit the bed. I probably would have psyched myself out and not done a good audition and not booked the job. Right, so it right. worked in my favor that I was like, eh, just some scary
1: movie whatever. And your character <laughs> wow. is like the expert yeah. on it. I which know. Is I ironic.
2: Know. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, during that monologue, like, did you know everything you were talking? I'm like, I had no idea what the hell I was saying. I just like replaced it all with Broadway shows in my head. And that's how I yeah. got so passionate about it. That's acting, baby. (laughs) And now I understand, obviously, the legacy of the franchise and how important it is. And I'm honored to be a part of it and blah, blah, blah. But
1: (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) I love that. Well, I would put um, making Sidney Prescott gay at the top of my gay agenda. I will see what I can do. But you two have a podcast. Most presents The Homo Schedule. Tell listeners who aren't familiar already, what is The Homo Schedule and how did it come about?
2: Yes, The Homo Schedule is a podcast hosted by Liv and I, and it's really just about queer joy. That's the, the core of the podcast. Queer people, we are beautiful and talented and hot and funny. And I just wanted to be that with my friends who are queer and hot and talented and funny. No tragedy porn here. Um... And that Hell was really yeah. the core of it. And I asked Liv to co-host with me and they said yes. And we've been fortunate enough to have brilliant, fantastic guests. I'm a better person from talking to everybody. Every week we laugh. Every week we, week we learn something new. And I feel like I'm the heart and Liv is the brains.
1: Oh, I love that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, I could definitely vibe with that. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, what would you say? Yeah, the same, the same that it was, you know, born out of like a a want to connect with and celebrate other queer people in our line of work and outside of it. And that that was the whole thing, like the bits we created, like the structure we made, the show, like the impetus behind every question we wanted to ask was all about connecting with other queer people and celebrating each other.
1: Yeah. Love
4: that. That's going you have well. such good chemistry. You're so funny together. I love your segments and games. How do you come up with those?
3: <laughs> They're so much fun. <laughs> when we were like coming up with the structure of the show, it was like the best the best thing about podcasts is like doing this. Is mm-hmm. being able to do this together. So we settled on a couple of recurring questions we wanted to ask, and then Jasmine comes up with the games and like doesn't tell me what they're going to be, so that I can play. Oh. Which is guess.
2: so fun. The first couple games, and they're all out of order, but the first couple, Liv participated in helping me come up with them, and then I was like, you know what? It's more fun if you play it too. I don't know. I have a very active right brain, and I just kind of let her take over when coming up with these questions. I I listen to our to the episode each week in case I'm going to talk about it in press or people ask specific things. It's really like a blackout when I go in my right brain because I listen to some of the games. I'm like, what the hell? Where did that come from? It's very fun. There's no love for kombucha with your guests.
1: anytime I know. You ask. It's
2: know. Ju- I think it's just because I always put it against something else that's great. Like, I would choose a smoothie over kombucha, but I would choose a kombucha over kimchi.
3: Yeah, yeah, surprised at that I one. Could, I could yeah. not let kimchi go. Could See? not do it. <laughs> me neither. Wow.
2: What is your favorite thing with kimchi? Where was your favorite place to put it?
3: Oh my God! I it's like I like it as a side by itself. Um, I like it. I like it in dishes. I like it outside of dishes, and it's a it's like sentimental for me because oh. Korea is a place I've been a couple of times That's and right. have like a big attachment to. And that was the first place I tried it. So oh, couldn't wow. couldn't let go of it. I love it.
4: I eat it right out of the jar. Oh, yeah.
3: I've got some in my fridge right now that I'm going to eat later. (laughs) So good. Kimchi grilled cheese, guys. Oh, Absolutely.
4: (laughs) Try
1: it. Okay, okay. That's a good idea.
4: Yeah.
1: How has the response been from listeners so far? and with a caveat to say, when the when the name changed um, after the first episode and, and Jasmine, you had a little uh, update about it and talking about getting um, feedback. And as you talked about it, I was just thinking, one of us. One of us. <laughs> That's a huge part of podcasting, getting the lots of feedback, especially on
4: the title of your podcast, whether you invited <laughs> the
1: feedback or not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The response has been lovely. I, Liv, and I have a different approach in terms of engagement online in general. I love. I'm shy. Liv's the shy one. <laughs> The, the shy Sagittarius. Liv has boundaries. <laughs> I'm the Aries who can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the feedback has been really positive. A lot of people, I get a lot of texts every week just, or DMs from people saying, thank you so much, that really spoke to me, I identified with this. In fact, Liv, I didn't tell you this, but my best friend Jess called me after Javicia's episode and said that, our conversation about leaving a legacy like changed her life and she just enrolled in tattoo school and oh my god jess who visited
3: set jess
2: yes she that's so nice she just enrolled in tattoo school to become a tattoo artist and said she has a whole new outlook and <laughs> i is love a completely that different person, wow. all from our episode with javicia which is well, that yes. kind of stuff is a bit
3: overwhelming but really cool see Mm -hmm. but also this is how it goes every time because like i don't i don't check my dms ever and never will because i am uh, frightened and i don't want to (laughs) so jasmine will and then she'll send me the ones that um, the good ones yeah are very like significant or meaningful to us both which for me is like a lovely way to receive it i'd say it's 99.2
2: percent positive there's always yeah you know there's always different opinions in terms of the name change it was us listening to feedback and there are a number of podcasts with the name The Gay Agenda, which was the previous title, that already exist. And we thought, you know, we can we can we can change our name. We can leave space for others to exist. With that name, we don't need to have it. We'll we'll change it because why not? Changing your name is queer culture. So, <laughs> wow. <know>. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then it worked out naturally because uh, at the end of episode one, Pex had said, You guys should really call this the homo schedule. And so, Bex yeah, right, uh, right. right. A huge, <laughs> solid huge solid. Without <laughs> like realizing. I can't even imagine if Bex, it, that's the kind of stuff that blows my mind. Like the timing and the everything that had to line up in order for Bex to make that joke on that day in order for us to have it as our title that's the kind of stuff that just tickles me
4: beautiful do you have any dream guests that you'd like to have on the podcast
2: oh I mean yeah. so many Kehlani but mostly because I'm in love with Kehlani yeah me too um, Brandi Carlisle because Brandy Carlisle is like part of my gay awakening she's from the pacific northwest and so am i and i remember seeing her in concert and her saying she had a wife and i like got mad because i was still Christian that i was wrong <laughs> but i also got really excited Glennon Doyle would be really cool Abby Wambach yeah. would be really cool the rapper Chica. i have a lot of people Lil Nas X yes. Yes. oh no Lucy Dacus Live. we have to <gasps> oh she, she might do it we're gonna get Lucy Dacus for season two i just decided <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of people nice
1: is there one like one ultimate one that you're like okay we're gonna do this podcast until we can talk to this one person that i mean yes but i don't know who it is
4: so like i don't know they're not capricorns like us (laughs) (laughs) you're both militantly focused (laughs) yeah Yeah. incredible that's actually incredible
2: (laughs) My, my my dream guest, I don't know who they are, but it's someone queer that is not at all in our industry, like, like a gay scientist that none of us know his name and he actually helped create the COVID vaccine, or like some queer teacher who won the Nobel Prize and none of us know this person's name, like someone profound and important
1: who's flown under the radar, who's in a different field. I would love to talk to that person. Love that. Yes. It's always fun to get somebody that you don't know in real life. And Mm -hmm. then you just have the most fascinating conversation with them. Um, I mean, meeting new people and having these conversations, it's definitely our favorite thing about podcasting. Was there anything when you were entering into this project that you didn't anticipate that you would like enjoy so much, or maybe not enjoy as much.
3: It's um, producing a podcast is is very hard. Both <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yeah. so of your faces, like yeah, buddy. <laughs> I've um, only ever been a guest on other people's before, and really just like you know, like my friends. Um, and I'm like, this is easy. This is great. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's uh, quite stressful, really. So like, it's it's rewarding, but. um, very challenging as well. And that took me by surprise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ditto. (laughs) There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces behind the scenes and a lot of cooks in the kitchen and it can get crowded in the kitchen. (laughs) But also I didn't realize how much I was going to learn and how much it would, um, how much these conversations would impact me and, and change me and making new friends. Like it's the ongoing saga of us canceling and rescheduling, but live and Leo <laughs> and I are going to go on a hike eventually. And yes, that is we are. A, yes. a new friendship <laughs> born out of the pod. And oh. like Caleb here, I've been a fan of him for so long. Um, and now I would call him a friend. Uh, yeah. It's just really, it's really cool. The connections that we've built
1: what are some things that you think should be on everybody's gay agenda or homo schedule?
3: Mm. Mm, some kind of like a uh, material community organizing and then something really frivolous and fun. See <laughs> The balance. Yeah. The smarts. That's the smarts.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, cuddling. <laughs> like whatever the opposite of that is. Cause I agree. Yes. And, um, Yeah, I think just – well, really, like having intimate relationships with friends where you can have different needs met, whether that is truly like cuddling. Like I cuddle my friends, and I don't think that's weird, and they don't think that's weird, but some people do think it's weird, and it's not weird. Cuddle your friends. That's (laughs) my agenda. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just – like Jane, who plays Laura Lee on Yellow Jackets – Jane's my little Taurus. It's the Tauruses that are just that get me. We would sometimes just go <laughs> lay in the park. Definitely not do mushrooms or smoke weed and just cuddle each yeah. other. And it was so nice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that sounds glorious.
2: Yeah.
3: I love Jane. Oh, my
2: God. Jane is a good one. They are just good. Goodness. Goodness. I really
3: want them to come back and haunt us, man. I'm going to miss them if they don't. Yes.
2: <laughs> I can't even think about living in Vancouver without Jane being there. I know.
3: What the hell? My cuddle buddy. Who's <laughs> going to cuddle me?
2: <laughs>
3: we, um, a, like a bunch of us got dinner the other day and Ella was saying like, oh, well, you guys should think about like where you're going to stay. And I was like, you guys, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
4: Dumb. Yeah. Did you get to explore the Vancouver queer
3: scene at all or i have spent a lot of time in vancouver before so i've spent a chunk of time in the vancouver queer scene before and um, in particular like the drag scene in vancouver is fucking phenomenal but a lot of stuff wasn't happening because yeah. Yeah. it was like uh, we the canada's vaccine rollout started like as we were starting filming and a lot of things were locked down the land border between the u.s and canada was shut mm-hmm. the whole shoot like a lot of things are very quiet we did a lot of outdoor stuff and really yeah. just with like the bubble of the cast I'm looking yeah. forward
2: to that this time around. I did go to Pride because it was some outdoor stuff. But yeah, I didn't really get to plug into the community. And that'll be fun this time.
1: So many shows that we talked to that are hoping that they get renewed just so they can shoot during not COVID times with all yeah. the different like procedures and everything. Well, we'll see. I think a lot of them will still be in place. I know. You know? I know. Ugh. Okay, well, let's think of more positive things. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> Like we want to play a game. We okay. haven't done hey. a game in a while, but you've inspired us. Hey, hey, inspired okay. us. The the homo schedule inspired us. So we're gonna name something, and then you both, as the experts, uh, let us know if it's on the gay or the straight agenda. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. You want to take turns, Carolyn?
4: Yeah. Kick us off. All right. Arizona senator and notable bisexual Kirsten Cinema.
3: Oh, I don't know a goddamn thing about, like, the intricacies of American politics. That's probably for the better. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you said bisexual, so that makes me go gay. But you said Arizona, so that makes me mm-hmm. go straight. So we'll just keep her in the bi camp, which is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic curling. <laughs> That's
1: gay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just
3: because what is it? So it's gay. What is curling? You know what I mean? I know what it right. is, but what is it? It's so queer. Like the one time I was like in front of a hooked up television this week, I, I turned on the TV and I was like, oh, it's the Olympics. I've forgotten it was curling. I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't know what the rules of this game are. I'm wonderfully <laughs> underqualified, but it looks like a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah.
4: The Winter Olympics just feel gay in general to me. I don't... It's the figure skating. It's the skating. It is the skating. It's, it's the, the, skating, the dancing. And the jackets. It's the yeah.
2: jackets. It's... <laughs> It's mostly the finger skating. It's the yeah. showmanship. And <laughs> There's so many good butts
4: and good butts. Yeah, to it's get. the tights. Really, isn't it? Yep. True. <laughs> <That is. laughs> yeah. It's so much spandex, but also so many windbreakers. It's, it's the most so glitter
3: you'll see at any Olympics. You know? <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. Perfect. Um What about the Green M M&M? and M?
3: Oh, she's an icon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's gay for sure. In any and all of queer icon. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a thing
2: right now that they're making her less sexy and yeah? That they one replaced guy her mad. high
4: heels with tennis shoes?
3: She's still hot. <laughs> her feet her. Give her a break. Yeah. She'll put them back on later. Don't worry
1: about it. She's gone for yeah. a run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Sensible shoes, gay agenda. For mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Um, fashion week. Fashion week's gay.
2: Yeah. Fashion week's definitely yeah. gay. The gay fashion, yeah, love yeah, yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. The gay's love fashion, and I'm a gay, and I'm going, so yeah. it's good.
4: Yeah, about to make it so much more gay. Exactly. Um, what about Britney Spears?
3: Oh, Brit. We love Britney. I mean, I feel like it goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, like the she's gays out.
2: love her. Whether or not she's a gay herself doesn't matter. Just no. like, you know, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, they're similar. I'm- and, they belong and to in. us. They are, yes. they are ours.
1: I
4: think I just wanted that on the
1: record. Yeah. Yeah, we needed it said. <laughs> <laughs> if there was like a power plant of queer joy, it'd be like Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, mm-hmm. just churning it out. All right. Okay. Um, sure. Q-tips. Mm. Mm. I don't know
2: why that does give me straight energy. I was going to say gay because I was going to say everything's gay because I want it to be, but... <laughs> I feel like you know have you guys seen those targeted ads or is it just me where it's like not a q-tip it's like the spirally thing and it's like a reusable q-tip that doesn't push the earwax further in your ear maybe a
1: reusable q-tip? yes what why are there 90 why are there like 90 different versions of it and each time I'm like hide I don't want to see this anymore See, I am like very, it should be
4: targeted to me I'm
2: very into it I'm considering buying it because
1: <laughs> it's not like I clean my
2: ears that much but it just looks like it would feel good and that to me is more gay like a regular q-tip where it's yeah, like yeah. oh no yeah. now there's fuzz in my ear oh, the old that's model. straight but the like mm-hmm. I'm gonna invest in a reusable
1: <laughs> the camera ear cleaner <laughs> that's gay <laughs>
3: there's something about reusable q-tip that sends a shiver up my spine a little like in a shiver. i'm just like i don't know about that (laughs) well you can wash it and it comes with like multiple pieces and little detachments attachments yes i'm here for that all right okay i'm open i'm open to it okay um reaction
4: gifts or gifs that's i mean i don't know i send
2: them but i'm like one of the only people i know that actively i speak in them (laughs)
4: <laughs> me too but i also feel like it's straight i kind of feel like it is too i'm not gonna lie. like i feel shame about it when i do it all the time i do too but i can't stop though but i cannot yeah. stop
3: you okay. you have you've got you always come up with a good one like your gift searching skills are, are very good thank I you say there's an art to it thank you but it is
2: straight and like I think yeah. one the only areas of my life where I'm actively participating in straight culture and I'm a bit embarrassed about it <laughs> I'll lean in you know <laughs> reclaim the Oscars the Oscars the Oscars okay
3: I feel like the Oscars are straight oh no 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 well I, okay listen maybe I'm differentiating in my head between like the, the carpet the ceremony and themselves ceremonies. and yeah. like the the speculation of the Oscars race and like the think pieces and yes. like the mm-hmm. Twitter fights and like the Oscar parties where like people make up ballots and tick them off and like yes. people watch the Oscars like it's the Super Bowl. Like that is gay to me. I agree. Yes. And the carpet is gay. That's like I have a good fun gay time when I do those things. But the ceremony itself, I don't, I don't know, maybe less so. I think the Oscars
2: are straight because it's just so political. Like mm. the movies that are often nominated and how people win and the campaigning and it's like, oh my god, you have the biggest budget to like campaign to win an Oscar. I don't know. That's me Yeah, it's the bad kind of politics. Yeah, it's yeah. very political. But like the idea of it in theory is gay.
4: Love that. What about the Golden Globes? Those feel
2: gayer. <laughs> yeah. Feel gayer to me. Feels more spectrumy. It's
1: a yeah. little bit more loose. <laughs> You know, they're, they're having dinner. They're at the round tables. Yeah. I mean, but
3: they're not, they weren't, uh, they weren't filmed this, this year. And I, it's unclear that they will be again. So it's hard to say. Oh,
4: however they were handled this year, feels straight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The tweeting. (laughs) Oh, the tweets, the Golden Globes tweets. That was a fun, that was a fun day. (laughs) Yeah. Absurd. (laughs) How about TikTok dances? Oh, I don't know a damn thing about any of that. I'm not. <laughs> I, I can't. TikTok makes my brain hurt.
2: <laughs> I have never done one, but I do scroll on TikTok, um, and apparently, I make them when I'm exhausted. I will like black out, make TikToks when I'm tired, and really. It. And then I, I made one a few weeks ago, and then I got on and like it went like low key viral in like two days, and had like forty thousand views, and I didn't even remember making it. But I wasn't drinking; well, I was just tired. <laughs> It was just me like looking a fool and doing one of those things where you press a button and it tells you how many people are going to fall in love with you that year. And it said 19. And I was like, oh, God. And then everyone was like, (laughs) it's more than 19, babe. And I'm 18 of them. And I was like, what? (laughs) And no memory of making that. Anyway, so the TikTok dances, I think, I think they're for, I think they're for everybody. I do. They feel quite. Gay and also quite straight. It just depends on Mm -hmm. who's doing it. I'll say this the gay people who participate are much better at the dances than the straight people. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'll just leave
1: that there.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think anytime we get more people dancing. That's gay. Like flash mobs are gay. You know, flash mobs are
4: very
1: gay. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Ellen. (laughs) This is tricky.
3: I, I mean, Ellen's Ellen's gay, you know. That's,
1: gay. I, I sound like somebody I mean, from she's, the early two thousands. She's gay. but her show feels a little straight agenda. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, she's she's gay and and uh, and confusing, complicated, 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 okay. a complicated one.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barbies. Oh, Barbies are gay. Yes, thank you so much. You're
2: so gay. The amount of times my Barbie's made out, hooked up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I never who why would you want Ken here? Why? Right. Even the straight girls didn't want Ken around.
3: Why did no why I know poor Ken.
2: <laughs> or if he was around, he had a boyfriend.
3: Yes. I yeah. I came I came of age in like a I didn't really have many dolls, I was more of a soft toy kid, but I came up in like a a brass circle of friends. rather yeah. than oh. a Barbie circle of friends um but so i i will say confidently that Bratz dolls are gay as hell
1: oh yeah <laughs> Bratz especially feel
4: so queer oh my god and like
1: Powerpuff and like all of that yeah. yeah 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 but but the new line of the the fashionista ken dolls are all i soft don't even know budges. about this they're all like androgynous beautiful humans that's so it's cool great. that i could get into Well, that's it for our game. And as you can imagine, our listeners are pretty much an audience of potential listeners for you. They are all uh, queer, and we hope they all love Joy. So make make your final pitch. After they finish this episode, why should they go and subscribe, like, rate, review, most presents the homo schedule? It's gay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's it okay. that's all you need
2: and we're there and we're laughing a lot and live is smart
3: <laughs> oh thank you yeah it's you know it's fun it's full of treats we worked really hard on it we're really proud of it and we hope you like it
2: our guests are so smart and funny and have interesting takes and it's just mm-hmm. the perfect podcast to listen to on your way to work or in the shower or while you're doing the dishes we'll leave you feeling good and we'll leave Part you one more. Okay. Ken Vouch.
4: Yeah. I listened in the shower. It's so much fun. Uh, there's like a fun, like playfulness to it while also hitting on serious, important topics. I love the balance and the chemistry again between the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait for all of our listeners to get on over there.
2: Yeah. Let us know what you think. Hit me up on socials. Leave Live alone. Leave me (laughs) alone. It's not not
3: because
1: I don't love you. It's because the internet's frightening. Yes. (laughs) And where can people follow you on social media? And again, not DM Liv. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um,
3: I'm uh, live Houston on Twitter, houston on Instagram.
2: I'm at Jasmine Savoy on Twitter and the gram. And on TikTok, I'm Jasmine Savoy Brown. Who
1: knows what you'll get there? I'm sure my publicist yeah. is freaking out <laughs> hearing that, but that's a fact. Love it. Thank you both so much for taking out with us. This has been a lot Thank of fun. You. Thank yeah. you for having us. Thanks. We're very excited about this. And congrats on the podcast and joining the crazy world of podcasting. Yes, Thank welcome. You. I think I could have played that gay or straight agenda thing forever. We really had a list of probably fifty things and had to <laughs> call it down. I want to do more games now. Yeah, we should bring back the games. Let us know if you like the games because earlier on, I I did do some games, some visual based games. Um, again, <laughs> what the hat from the hats episode? One of my uh, favorite games were back. You know, when we recorded in person, I brought a bag full of hats I had to the studio and uh, Alex Song had to say what kind of lesbian would wear that hat. So we'll
4: we'll come up with some more appropriate games for the medium.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone still enjoyed part of the fun is using your imagination to visualize the things, but yes, yes. Maybe we'll do some more games. It's a fun time. But for now, we do have our regularly occurring seg. Yep. The listener question.
4: Let's go. I keep finding myself in relationships with narcissists and emotionally abusive partners. So now I'm scared of any babe I meet in real life. I've always gay panicked when a hot babe hits on me. But currently the panic is a complete shutdown. I found that chatting to people on the other side of the world is soothing as I can't get hurt because I'm in Australia and they are all for some reason in America. And now I like this woman who has completely lost interest in me just when we were talking about meeting up and I even sent her a beautiful handmade package. I'm starting to worry that I have no more love luck left. I love myself. I go to therapy and I have a wonderful life full of beautiful friends and amazing work, but I can't figure out why romance seems to be in the pits for the moment. Help.
1: I'm going to diagnose you with a case of you thinking about it too much.
4: Yeah, you're overthinking it.
1: Yeah, it's it's in your head. You're psyching yourself out relax it will happen when it's meant to happen when you're hyper focused and if you're like oh what's the problem what's the problem that's creating the problem that line of thinking and mm-hmm. that's gonna that anxiety around uh not having luck in love like people can smell that from uh across the world apparently yeah there's so- a difference between that anxiety and
4: gay panic tm you know yes
1: yes <laughs> Right, so you know, good on you for trying to avoid narcissist. I mean, it sounds like a few things are are going on between you, shutting down when someone hits on you. Um, but you know, there's a way to to screen for narcissists and emotionally abusive people. I think. Uh, don't have enough time to get into what the yeah. <laughs> criteria is, but I'm sure there's a book on it or something. Or Definitely you know, worth there's a, a Google. A meme. I'm sure there's all sorts of memes about, you know, five signs you're dating a narcissist or or whatever. Red flags to look for. Yeah, we have a whole red flags episode. Check that out. Yeah. I don't know. What what, what do you think? I think we're not
4: going to continue to have these kind of bad faith. Tinder searches from across the globe.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, Uh, we're on two extremes here.
1: Right. Um, I'm sure that you are lovely, but if that person lost interest when you were talking about meeting up, they're probably talking to people on the other side of the world because they don't want to meet up. So spare yourself from that. But you can't blame them because you're
4: kind of doing the same thing. Right. Right. In a way. Um, Yeah. So. Keep it local. Don't shut down because then you're not allowing the conversations in which you will mine for these red flags.
1: Yeah. And don't let these narcissists from your past ruin your future. Just because things have happened in the past doesn't mean that you have to repeat those patterns. So don't, uh, you know, shut someone down before they even uh, have a chance to to show you what they're made of.
4: Don't let the Che Diaz's of the world win.
1: Yeah. And also, you make it sound like a lot of hot babes are, are hitting on you. So if, if you're not taking them, um, I'm sure we have other Aussie listeners who who would uh, we do. love a wing person. So, yeah. <laughs> Help a queer out.
4: Now I'm like, send a picture of yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But yeah, send a picture. All right. All right. We got to go. If you have a question, send it to us, Out at gmail.com, and we will answer it. More questions, please. We are making our way through our list. And if you're a patron, you go to the top of that list. Follow us at Diking Out everywhere on social media. Follow Carolyn at TGI Carolyn. Follow Melody at Melody Kamali. Thanks so much for listening this week. We'll see you next Tuesday.